Brett, happy to be here with you. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Gabe, you played 12 years in the major leagues. You had some very solid offensive seasons. You're a member of the 2004 world champion Boston Red Sox. Not too bad for a guy who was drafted in the 57th round, 1,488th overall. That's really interesting. I, I, I think about the fact that there's a, a few a few less rounds these days. I, I probably don't get an opportunity to, to play professional baseball if if, uh, if if things were different. Let's put it like that. Well, luckily you did have the opportunity to play. You played for six different teams during your career. You had a very strong 2001 season for the Rangers where you hit 17 homers. You drove in 72 runs and stole 23 bases. By far uh, your strongest individual season. But would you say that being a part of the 2004 Red Sox championship run was your most memorable season? I think a lot about uh, 2003 and playing the Yankees and getting, getting locked off. The Aaron Boone home run that ended our 2003 season. And as difficult, as challenging as, as that was, 2004 was equally rewarding um, and exhilarating. So, yeah, the 2014, both on and off the field, was, was my, my most enjoyable major league experience for obvious reasons. After winning the World Series, you ended up playing two more seasons with Boston, and then you actually retired as a player, went on to manage in the minor leagues for one season before deciding to make a return to the major leagues. What happened with that whole situation? Sure. Um, well, after the, the 2005 season, when I tore my Achilles tendon, uh, we were playing Toronto, I was coming around second base and tore my Achilles tendon. I came back uh, with the Red Sox in 2006, and I, I just wasn't a very good version of myself. I didn't have as much explosiveness in my lower half and was having difficulty making plays that uh, in years prior I was able to make. And I think when the 2000 season closed, uh, our then uh, assistant general manager, farm director, Mike Hazen, who is now the GM of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Ben Sherrington, uh, Ben Sherrington is now the president of baseball operations of the Pirates, those were Red Sox executives at the time, and they asked me if, uh, if I'd be interested in managing the 2007 Greenville Drive. And at that point, I thought maybe my career as a player from its course. So decided to take on that responsibility, enjoyed it very much. Uh, halfway through that season, I, I recognized that my body was starting to recover from that Achilles tear in a way that I didn't anticipate. So I started thinking about potentially coming back and and playing for a little while longer. Interesting that you mentioned my, my 2001 season with the Rangers as my best offensive season. Uh, I think I was actually at my best when I came back and I played in 2008 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, I wasn't in an everyday role like I was in 01 with the Rangers. I was in more of a platoon situation. But I think my at-bats had improved in quality because of my experience. Um, I'd worked enough on my swing where I was able to get balls in the air more consistently. I had a really nice year with the Brewers in, in 08, and then I was able to parlay that into a couple of more years with the Rays. My 2009 season with, with the Rays was pretty good as well. 2010 was not good, um, which ended up being my last full season at the Major League level. Well, absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned you ended up retiring after the 2010 season. You, you went on to coach the Israeli national team in 2013. You did some broadcasting. You ended up as the director of player development for the Dodgers for several years. And then finally in 2018, you returned to the dugout as the manager of the Phillies. And of course, now 
as the manager of the San Francisco Giants. Has managing always been something you've had your eyes on? It's something that I always felt like I'd be better at than I, I was as a player. So I'd say those Red Sox years were, were really important. Uh, what I learned in those Red Sox years, and, and subsequently in, in the Milwaukee year and the years with the Rays, is that I, I was pretty good at being a teammate. I was pretty good at playing a supportive role. Trot Nixon was my platoon partner in Boston, and I saw... Uh, obviously, my responsibility was to hit left-handed pitching. And him, as the left-handed half of that platoon, was to hit right-handed pitching. But what I learned through my relationship with Trot is that my biggest role was to support him and to make him better. And then to come in and play defense behind Manny Ramirez and come in, come in and pinch run for Manny Ramirez or, or David Ortiz. And those supportive roles suited me much better than any like individual role. And, and through that, I recognized that I could bring that to, to managing. The, the job of a manager is obviously to manage the game, but also to find ways to support 25, 26 individuals in the clubhouse, uh, an extended major league coaching staff, the front office, and the fans of a city to, be, to play a supportive role to, to those individuals and, and those groups of people. Um, so what I recognized with in my playing days is that I, that I was, I had a, an ability to do that more than being a star major leader. What, what, what is, uh, I don't know if you can single out one, but is there a, a challenge as a manager that you didn't anticipate? Anything that's caught you by surprise as a manager? Um, I would say the thing that I, maybe I didn't know before getting into this was that the job is, is much bigger than just, you know, managing nine innings or or a few more during the season. Um, it, it's an off-season job. It's a, it's a public-facing job. It is a year-round job, and it doesn't take days off. So as a player, you're always like, well, if I, if I coach or I manage, you're going to have this off-season, and the last day of the season is going to come or the last day of the postseason is going to come. And then you're going to kind of go off and have a little vacation and get ready to come back in, in spring training. That's just not the job of a manager anymore. It's, uh, it's all the time. So I think that was, that was something that you know, I learned very quickly. And I'm really grateful for because I, I like to, to build foundations and I like to, to work. And so I, and those things don't bother me. But it is something that I think many fans don't, don't fully recognize. You know, Gabe, I mentioned earlier that you coached the Israeli national team. Uh, you are Jewish, as am I, uh, and you are someone who is extremely proud of your heritage. Um, when I was growing up, I did not have uh, hardly any Jewish role models to look to in sports, uh, but you were an incredible role model for young Jewish boys and girls. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that means to you? I actually think you articulated it well. Um, I, I think there are few... Jewish role models in, in professional sports and um, that's kind of backed up by the demographics and I think that um, young young Jewish boys and girls have a lot of doctors and lawyers and um, other professions to, to look to as kind of the path that they can walk but anytime we can open that up and, and show different avenues uh, for for young people to have success, I think we want to be able to do that. So 
Um, for all of those reasons, I'm certainly proud of, of who I am, where I come from, and know that that's an important part of the equation as well. You know, I think in, uh, just continuing that for one second, I believe you're one of only, I believe, eight Jewish managers in the history of Major League Baseball. So you're certainly, in addition to being a role model, continuing to, to break down barriers. Is that something that you're, you're aware of or you think about, or is it just something that that's who you are and that's what you do? So I, I think Judaism is, is uh, worth talking about here. Uh, I think religion and the bloodline of being Jewish are two different things. And um, I'm very proud of my bloodline and who I am. Um, you know, we, we practice religion at, at various levels. And so when you think about uh, a Jewish manager or a Jewish baseball player, I think we try to define that pretty narrowly. Um, but I, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying here is like, I don't know if I'm number two or if I'm number six, but it, 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 it's not nearly as important as, um, kind of modeling, modeling the best possible behavior whenever I can. I guess I, I'm not sure I answered that question directly enough for you, but I, I hope that somehow in answering that question, you can kind of, you can, you can gather my vantage point. Absolutely. It was actually very well put. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I know that's not a normal course of questioning for uh, the manager of the Giants, so I really appreciate you sharing you know, that with us. Uh, I'm so appreciative of your time. Before I let you go, I know there's still plenty of offseason to go, but what are your thoughts about your Giants heading into 2021? I'm excited about what we're building as an organization. I'm actually right outside Oracle Park right now. Um, excited about some of the players that we've acquired so far this off season and I'm looking forward to get back getting back to work with with our club and seeing how our, our very unique diverse coaching staff can can impact our players in 2021 and beyond Gabe I wish you and the Giants all success in 2021 and I can't thank you enough for joining me right here on BT Talks Baseball really really glad to have had the conversation Brett and I wish you nothing but the best